0: Are you a manager who is eager to change the trajectory of your career? I have spent the last 23 years as a Fortune 50 leader, learning from other industry leaders how to break free from limiting beliefs and habits. On the Might in Motion podcast, we focus on the four M's, motivation, momentum, mindfulness and might. We bring you leaders from Fortune companies, doctors and entrepreneurs. Their stories of living their own Might in Motion will inspire you to create your own action plan and achieve your goals. Welcome to Might in Motion. Today's episode of Might in Motion is brought to you by Pantheon FM, fortunes magnified. Pantheon FM is changing the world through entrepreneurship. In this community, you will find everything you need to create, amplify, and monetize your world-changing business. Join us at pantheon.community forward slash register forward slash laua. Today, I bring to you Kimberly Wilkerson. She's the founder and owner of Token Clothing Company. After years of studying the power of communication as a speech-language pathologist, Kimberly Wilkerson launched Token Clothing Company, a fashion brand that merges empowering language with gorgeous apparel. Kimberly's personal journey with elevating her mindset and overcoming limitations influenced the transition from clinician to fashionista, and she loves sharing how the power of language can transform each person. Kimberly currently resides in Idaho and loves spending time with family and friends in the great outdoors, except in the dead of winter, at which time she escapes to the tropics for snorkeling and scuba diving. So let's just dive right in, Kimberly. Obviously, you love to go go diving. That's awesome. Um, what a journey from a speech pathologist, a language pathologist, to designing fashion. That's a really cool pivot that you've made in your career. Tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah, sure. Um, I actually, for almost 20
1: years, have wanted to have a fashion company. Which is a little bit shocking because I went into this science field, right, of school. And I even remember sitting in graduate school, you know, listening and paying attention, but also drawing uh, designs, dress designs actually, in margins at times. And I remember thinking, why are you doing this? Why meaning, why are you paying for this school? Why are you pursuing this if you think you wanna have a fashion company? But I knew I wanted both, and I didn't know how that would the fashion company would transpire, how that would look. I just knew that I had different interests, and I yeah. wanted to pursue all of them, right? Which I always tell people, you never know what will happen, so don't think you can't do A if you're doing B right now. You can start to do A a little bit. And honestly, over the course of these last 20 years now, I studied here and there, dabbled here and there in the fashion industry, meaning I would read I would draw, I actually took some drawing lessons from uh, an artist out in Portland, Oregon where I lived for several years because my talents don't lie in that type of art form of drawing, I'm like, how can I actually get something on paper that people understand? And so I really did continue to move forward as I was establishing myself as a speech language pathologist and living life, but still trying to do what I could in the world of fashion. And even a few years ago, back in 2017, I launched an online t shirt company with a friend who was a graphic designer, which gave me a lot of acumen, right, in the online retail business, in marketing and sales. And so that that was just another piece that added to my preparation and experience to be able to launch Token Clothing Company. So when we finally when I finally got to this point of okay. I'm going to launch this. I didn't know for sure what that would look like. In fact, Mariana, I, back in 2021, I had an opportunity as a lover of diving and snorkeling to actually head down to the U.S. Virgin Islands and be a speech therapist down there. Nice. Right? What a great opportunity. Yeah. What adventure, right? But I also knew if I did that, that that would change the trajectory of what I was doing. And I probably wouldn't ever launch a fashion mm-hmm. community. And so I really thought about that. and I thought, you know what? I can always go back to the Virgin Islands. I need to move forward with launching this company. And again, I didn't know what I was going to bring to the market. I just knew it would be something to do with women's apparel. And so as I was brainstorming and I had my mind maps and my vision boards and all of these visuals that I have for myself that I work with, the thought came to me of Pajamas and incorporating language, right? And I can't tell you mm-hmm. what that event was, except that I have all of this experience with communication being an SLP. And when I started looking back at some of my drawings and some of my notes over all of these years, I always would doodle words, positive words, words that edify and elevate our mm-hmm. mind and recognize mm-hmm. how important that was to me. And again, thinking, okay, how do I, then fuse positive language with fashion and i thought the, the first way maybe best way to do that is with pajamas because pajamas are intimate there's something that we find warm thin that usually when we're wearing them we're the most relaxed in our day uh our minds are more subdued and calm and so i thought this would be a good way to start and then as i started researching more the market of pajamas because of COVID, we happen to be living in the golden era of pajamas. Pajamas. Yeah. Yeah. And so that seemed to work well, too, uh, that I was moving forward with this. And then, of course, I started doing a little bit of my own market research, uh, social media research on, okay, so what do women want, right? Mm. I'm a woman, I know how it's been to try to overcome that negativity that happens, not just in women's minds, all of our minds, and how to confront those habits that we might have and so I did this uh, a little bit of research asking women okay here are seven or eight phrases what are the phrases that you would most want on a pair of pajamas and uh, the response the trajectory actually of that data was the same first second and third place remained the same as I collected all of that data and so in third place was I am beautiful In Mm -hmm. second place was, I am worthy. And then in first place was, I am loved, right? And when we think about the energy of the word love, and we can even look at some neuroscience research with that word. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. And so I decided to put that language on the interior of the garments to launch uh, this line called pajamas with purpose, right? There's purpose in wearing these. There's purpose with language. And um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the research of a Japanese scientist and doctor who's passed away, but uh, Masaru Emoto, his work came out back, I think in the early 2000s. And a lot of people are familiar with what's known as the rice experiment or the water experiment. So he actually took water that was of course in a, in a lab sourced from, from the exact same spot, put water droplets on, in Petri dishes, froze them, and then looked at the crystals. But the defining factor in this was that he labeled each Petri dish with a different word, either positive or negative. So negative words could be hate, greed, lust, positive words, peace, love, joy. Then he looked at those crystals under microscope. And when he looked at those negative words, those crystals were very distorted when he looked at those positive words there were beautiful crystals that were very intricate right and so this why i did what i did also was based upon a little bit up on his research and also you know i would say narrative experiments this hasn't been published in a journal but narrative experiment for years a lot of people will try this with rice and you'll mm-hmm. see lots of youtube videos on this but i thought we're 70 percent water so what happens if we have those powerful messages against our skin as well again as the intimate experience of wearing pajamas and knowing you know, what it says. Maybe you don't wanna share it with other people, but you know what that says and it's going through your mind and you're repeating those words and hopefully you're feeling that language and be- then making the choice to believe it. Mm. Now, with the shirts, what's really fun is you can turn them inside out and they're cute and you can wear them inside out and you'll notice that the language goes forwards and backwards and that again was intentional because you as the wearer can look in the mirror and read those words but if i'm looking at you then i get to read those words too so that language is going inside my brain is going inside your brain
0: that's really cool yeah. i love that. i love that now is it just you know, I have two daughters. So now mm-hmm. in the back of my mind going like, man, that'd be really great for Christmas for two yeah. kids, right? Like, so your is your apparel company all ages? Is it predominantly for adults? Like, how have you narrowed down your niche on, on that scope? Yeah. yeah. So right now, it
1: is women, it's there, there mm-hmm. aren't infant or youth sizes. And part of that, here's just the technical piece in the United States of America, when you're looking at production of fashion, for children, there's a lot of policy yes. to deal with um, understandable right with uh flammable material and so I thought as much as I want younger people to have this I also don't have the bandwidth right now to go down that route so that's why to launch I thought okay we've got to stick with women yeah
0: which I think is I mean that's that makes a whole bunch of sense because they can still read it <laughs> you know like and that's that's really really beautiful and I love the whole I am statement you know that i am loved i am worthy i am beautiful how how did that come about for you where you're like that's the catch that's the first thing that needs to be on on this right. a
1: couple of different things number one it's decorative right mm-hmm. we declare that we don't hope it mm-hmm. we don't maybe one day i am the other piece of this is that i'm a woman of faith and so when we look at the Old Testament. Uh, there, I am comes from scriptural origin. And so in the Old Testament, when Jehovah is speaking to Moses, he says, I am that I am. And I know that there is power with that language. Uh, And I could even, you know, go further into that about other scriptural origins, but that is really the primary one, recognizing that the words I am are a creative phrase. Mm -hmm. Even if we look at ourselves and think, well, I'm not that yet, but guess what? You're going to get there. If you believe that that's who you are, if you start to really believe and think and feel that way, you will start to make decisions that lead you to become that person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I totally wholeheartedly believe that, right? You, I'm a big fan of if you have a team, you set out goals, you have a mantra, you know, you have something that resonates with people, not only like your family or yourself, it could be for a team at work and declaring it, right? Of, hey, we are, we are number one or we are the leaders in this industry. And it's similar to the I am because you're you're going and you're putting it out there. And God, the universe, whatever the listener believes, I truly believe that when you put that positive energy out, that positive message out, positivity returns. Same thing if it's negativity, right? So yeah, you know, sure. always trying to tune in to the people around you and how can you help them make a positive pivot as well because that elevates everyone,
1: right? Right. And and we know, you know, again with brain research that um, when we our brains will respond in a way we don't even have to be actively engaged in a conversation. If we, for example, if we see violence, if mm-hmm. we hear an argument, right? Those, the triggers in our brain that if we were involved in that argument or if we were involved in that violence, our brains will respond and thus our bodies respond the same way as mm-hmm. if we're involved. And so when we're on a team, when we're in our work spots, how we communicate the energy, the positivity that we have, those – and again, we're, I won't get really brainy here, but all of those mirror neurons that are working, right, that we know are happening – we can help people come into that space where we're at. We can yeah. change the dynamics and the tone of what's happening.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I think we've all, we've all been in those situations where we had the negative boss or we've had that one negative team member and you can see how things just get brought down. The right. opposite is also true. And I love that you've created something that can help elevate people. Yeah. Um, You know, obviously you you mentioned, you. hey, you had this job offer to go to have your dream job at the dream location and the beach and the sand and no more snow. (laughs) Yes. You've been, you obviously were tuned in to that still small voice that, that pull, God was pulling you in a direction, right? How did you get to a point in your life where you were so tuned into that, that you're like, no, that's tempting. But that's not the direction I really need to be. That's a really
1: good question. I would say the first word that comes to my mind is practice, right? Mm-hmm. As a woman of faith, I've prayed my whole life. I know how to pray. I have fine-tuned how to listen. Part of communication isn't just speaking. It's also listening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I fine-tuned in how I listen to God. And I have prayed about this particular path since I had those feelings. And since I felt that they were placed on my heart, honestly. And so I have, he knows that I've wanted to pursue this path and didn't know exactly the right timing for it and how things would shake out. Um, But I, again, just because of that practice, because of my efforts to put myself in a place where I can listen, then I found it a lot easier when I felt it was right to move forward.
0: Yeah. What's been your biggest (laughs) challenge now that you've pivoted away from you know this career as being a speech pathologist what's been the biggest challenge getting into the fashion industry for you Mm, the biggest (laughs) right i mean business has a lot yeah there's always a lot you're you're manufacturing transportation you got a whole gamut (laughs) right
1: right. and just and figuring out shooting from the hip and figuring those things out uh i would say probably is the balancing act with everything right i'm still doing speech Mm -hmm. pathology not full time, but how do you give? How do you give time to what pays the bills, family, friends, those pieces of life that really are the most important? How do you give time to those, but also give time to launching a business? And right now, I'm you know a solopreneur, and I hope to not stay that way too much longer. I, I recognize, and and what's interesting as I say that I'm like, well, yes, I am, but I am one to ask questions pretty quick and bounce ideas off people and say, Hey, what do you think? And I love that in the business world, there are so many good people who are willing to, you know, share their expertise for the hour or for the day, whatever it might be. And so I can't say, well, I've done this all on my own. No, I haven't because there Mm -hmm. have been other people to direct and guide and, and give me their input, which I'm grateful for. Uh, at the same time, I still recognize that that balancing act of, okay, where, where do I start to bring in extra help? How do I make this a little more streamlined for myself? So uh, I'm finding um, you know, my best skills and my unique ability, and I'm really honing in on that and focusing on that and allowing some of these other tasks to be given to someone else. I'm not yeah. quite there yet because this is still quite new, and I'm trying to figure out all of the moving parts. But I would say that that's been the biggest challenge. It's just trying to balance all of the, the many tasks of entrepreneurship.
0: What's something that you do every single day that allows you to stay focused?
1: Mm. My mornings. <laughs> Typically, is my mornings. I try to start with a really strong morning, right? Which includes yeah. prayer. It includes meditation. As much as I can, I get on my meditation mat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am statements during meditation or even when I'm making my bed. Right. All that habit stacking that James cleared. Yes. Um, I'm like, <laughs> Great okay, book. How can I say a few more? I am statements and feel really strong about this. So certainly prayer, certainly uh, meditation, uh, scripture study. Every day is really important for me, right. Uh, to put me in just a different space and a different uh, frequency. Yeah. And so those pieces are important. I'm always taking notes. I don't necessarily sit down and journal for 30 minutes. But as I'm reading, as I'm hearing someone, I'm taking notes, I'm journaling, not just to, to summarize what I'm hearing or seeing, but also thinking, okay, how do you apply this to something else, Kimberly? Like I'm asking myself those questions and that's another practice uh, that I try to do. Sometimes that happens in the morning. Sometimes it doesn't. But uh, so, and I will say this, getting up in the morning means that I have to get to bed <laughs> at a good time, right? So there's right. that there. But right. I feel so much better if I can get that routine in, in the morning and oftentimes with that too depending on my day is exercise, mm-hmm. right? My body has to move in order for my brain to work at its fullest capacity. So whether it's a yoga class or going outside and running or whatever it might be, I'm trying to make sure I get that exercise in there.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of a morning routine as well. Like I'm I'm usually up sometime between 4 and 5. Goodness. Mainly because it gives me that time before everybody else wakes up. Right. And th- that might mean I go to the gym or I take the dogs for a walk or I, I get on the computer and have a, something I need to do. But they're two, same thing. There, there's always some sort of physical movement
1: mm-hmm.
0: yoga, stretching, lifting weights, you know, et cetera. And I think that helps you reset your mind uh, after getting up. You know, I just, it's. It's, it moves everything, like your whole your body, your endorphins, everything's just is in the right place. And I didn't do that. Five years ago, that was not me, you know, like at all. I'd be seven cups of coffee in before I even wanted to like put on my shoes, right? right. But creating that routine gives you a foundation for the rest of your day. Um, and then you can accomplish so much before anybody else gets up. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> I, I totally agree.
0: If you could go back, get in the time machine and go back and talk to Kimberly from 10 years ago, what advice would you have given her?
1: I would say, and this is kind of interesting because I've always felt that I had a lot of confidence, right? I've always been this golden oriented person who said, Hey, I can do anything in the strength of God. So I'm moving for it." However, I have realized more recently than, than not that. There is a difference between having faith in God and believing in yourself. Yeah. And if I could have gone back 10 years ago, I think I would have instilled in that, you know, 10 year younger Kimberly belief in herself mm. and what that needs to look like and how much to practice that and hold on to it despite all of the challenges and hardships that would be coming. Because we have them, all of us have things that, you know, a curveball that we don't expect or things that maybe we even can see in the future we're like wow how am I going to be able to take care of this and so holding on to that belief in ourselves that we really are capable that we really can overcome those things um, again there's a difference for me between that faith in God which I know I have uh, but I know he needs me to have belief in myself oh yeah so that's he also
0: needs it. to take action right <laughs> like that belief is meaning that you're actually taking action right and that that's that's huge was there anybody and you mentioned that you know you've had people that have kind of helped you and given you advice you know sometimes when you're in your career or you're trying to make a pivot you know you sometimes get good advice sometimes you get bad advice how have you been able to try to to put your own filter to make sure that 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 uh, information that you're getting is going to move you in the direction where you really want to go yeah Holding on to those gut feelings, right? Mm.
1: I I think most of the advice that comes in, probably all of it's good. I don't think any of it's like bad that I've received, but it doesn't mean that I always should pursue it, that it's Mm. always the right part of the right path for me. And so holding on to listening to it, understanding those reasons, but then holding on to what I really feel. And again, I think part of that too is, Knowing what that ultimate vision is, right? What is the why, as we talk about in entrepreneurship world? Yes. Why, and holding on to that, and does that advice fit into that? Will that advice really help you move and propel yourself forward and your business forward to that ultimate purpose, the the real reasons why you're mm-hmm. doing what you're doing? And so I think that that's part of the litmus test for that advice, and then part of it too that that blind spot that you might have is just Trusting that
0: gut. Yeah. No, I I love that. Even, you know, the, the book that I had written, there's a whole chapter on like discovering your why. And it for me, it's be like a little kid. You know, little kids ask why. Well, why? Why is the sky blue? Well, why is it? Why did why is that? Why is this? Why, why, why? And if you drill down far enough, you figure out what your ultimate why is, right? And then that that is that's your compass for everything. If it doesn't align with that, it's not the right direction to go. So I love this. This has been really, really interesting, and I know we could kind of get into nuts and bolts of, right. of sourcing and transportation, which is my background. But we're not going to do that today. I, I really want to know how can if people are interested in your product, they want to they want to get these pajamas. You know, it's it's you know, getting close to the holidays, right? What's the best place for people to go, and how can people connect with you if they want to get to know you better? You bet. So certainly.
1: Tokenclothingco.com is our website where you can find Pajamas and Purpose. I'll, I'll share this with you too, Mariana. Um, hopefully in the next three weeks, we are launching a pre-order sale for the holiday season with IMTs. Nice. So, yes, the design's really fun. We've added a few more powerful uh, words that we are and we need to make sure that we believe about ourselves so that should be coming out on our website again i would say beginning of october and we'll do that pre-order sale and so keep that in mind uh if people want to know a little bit more about me instagram right it's probably the, the main one i'm also on linkedin as
0: well as facebook awesome that this has been really great i i like to write copious amounts of notes words are important um what i loved you mentioned that you were drawing in your margins so the, the, what i wrote down was what are you as a listener drawing in the margins of your life and is it pulling you in a different direction um you've got to learn every single day uh work words can elevate and so that we, we have people always say words have power yes they actually do and so that's words that you tell yourself but also words that you use to encourage others to elevate where they're at um, you've got to declare it to make it happen. And uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, listening. In fact, we, we actually talked a lot about it, and that listening is so important. You have to practice it. It's not something that is intuitive because many times we're just listening to figure out what I can say next, right? No, listen to listen. And when you do that, you're going to be able to figure out good advice from bad advice and ensuring that you're going in a direction that resonates with your ultimate why. So Absolutely. really great stuff. I love the I am loved. I am worthy. I am beautiful. Fantastic. And I that sounds great. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for joining us on might in motion and sharing your story. Um, it's been really great to get to know you and I look forward to seeing your success in the coming years. Thank you, Mariana. It's been great to be here. Thank you for tuning into Might in Motion. If you learned something about motivation, momentum, mindfulness, or might, please like, comment, and share. Thank you.